0: What's up? Welcome back to the HydroMind Podcast. Kyle Russ here. We are back. I know a couple of times, the last couple of podcasts, um, I said I was going to start doing them a lot. Things got pretty crazy here. So this podcast, actually, we're going to be talking about a super common topic, how to build confidence in bigger waves. If you've lost it or if you've never ever had it, how to get it. First of all, I'll tell you where I'm at, actually. So business has been insane. October was the best month I've ever had in the history of HydroMind. We were onboarding people from all over the world into our Waterman Elite program, our flagship product. It's really, really cool to see because the Waterman Elite program is a culmination of years of trial, error, testing, putting out programs. And then I just like, instead of having a bunch of little programs, I put them all together in one, streamline the process so you can get in there, you know exactly what to do. There's no no, no guessing it includes everything, the paddle training, the breath training, um, the functional mobility, um, the body weight management, everything in there in a super simple way. And it's really, really cool to see people get in there um, and hear all the feedback, people all over the world really getting big results. It's been so exciting. So if you're watching this on video, you can see I've got a sick new microphone, got a really, really nice camera, some lights, spent quite a bit of money actually to keep myself accountable to make these videos because I really, really like to share this kind of content. But for me right now, 90% of my time goes into the operation of the business which is super fun love that stuff too but we're in the process of hiring so we've got a couple of team members right now who are killing it We're looking to bring on one more person that's going to replace something that's taking up like a huge portion of my time like literally hours and hours every day so when that's done I'll be able to make way more content that will be my primary purpose to put out the free stuff the cool stuff because I just love it and it's fun and it's um yeah, yeah, it's where, where I want to be placing my time. So this next person we're hiring, it's looking like it's going to take a couple of weeks, maybe a month to find the right person, get them trained, but we're in the process right now. And then so for now, I'm going to be crushing the podcast as much as I can, maybe once or twice a week. So topic today, how to build confidence, ocean confidence in bigger waves. So it's pretty typical for everyone. It's, it's like it's as it should be as the swells go up confidence start to go down emotions start to come into play and your fitness requirements are much much higher so I get this all the time there's either someone who is a beginner surfer and isn't able to get to that next level because of these mental physical barriers emotional stuff or someone who's been surfing forever they had a crazy experience a really bad hold down thought they might drown got pounded and they lost their confidence they can't get it back either way um, this stuff works for either, either situation. So first of all, if you've had a bad experience in the ocean and you are a little worried, or if you are coming up and you're a little worried to get to that next level, that's actually a good thing. Cause it tells me you have a healthy amount of respect for the ocean. The ocean is an ultra powerful place. That's why all this fitness stuff is really taking off and catching on because if you respect the ocean and you want to do it, uh, safely, um, ride the best waves, this stuff's important. So step one, got to have respect. Got to admit you have a problem, right? Is step one, isn't it? So after that's done, what do you do? Right? So I encounter two different situations. Mostly one is someone who has had this negative experience and emotional experience, and they carry it with them forever and it holds them back forever. Um, super, super common. The second is someone who has that negative experiences and use it as a, as a spark, as a sign that they need to get stronger. doesn't matter which area you're in um, as long um, as you're ready to take that next step. And then this is the way it happened for me. Now, for me, I didn't, I had a bad experience, almost drowned a couple of times. I've told that story in the past, two, both stories. Um, and that led to the biggest spark, the biggest growth of my surfing and that, and it's really started hydro mine. So I guess that's the best way to do it is to like instantly have that bad experience and figure out what to do and do the work. But that's the problem. Especially when I, when I was starting, uh, I was like, what do you do? Right? I didn't know the steps to take, the best kind of training, when to do it, how to do it, all that stuff. So when people encounter my kind of training, they're like, this is the stuff I needed years ago. Um, I've been carrying this mental block around for years or someone who's just can't get to that next level because they're busy with work. Um, this stuff really, really helps. So um, if you had those experiences, you're ready to get that next level, this is going to help you a ton. So step one, respect. Step two, um, you got you got to up your physical requirements. So when it comes to surfing bigger, better waves, breath holding is paramount. Now breath holding, when it gets bigger, you're going to be holding your breath longer, more often, and you don't know how long you're going to hold it. Sometimes if you go over the falls or something, um, you get held down twice as long as your previous hold downs, and it can be really, really surprising. Think about that, when there's bigger waves, you're paddling hard. You got to be giving her to get up past the break. If, if you're at a beach break, uh, if it's heavy, you're really going to war. Paddle strength's got to be there as a baseline fitness. You have to have the endurance because it's you can't be brave when you're tired. One of my favorite quotes is, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Um, and it came from a football coach. And I like to add on to that. I say, fatigue plus being forced to hold your breath over and over will make you absolutely terrified. So we got to eliminate the fatigue, got to have the paddle training to support you so you can get out past the break and you have that gas in your tank to do more extreme breath holds. So that's first, that's the layer. That's like the foundation of this. The second is the stressed breath holding, holding your breath under stress in the past. The best practices for breath holding have been from free divers. And they can do extreme breath hold. I love free diving. Um, I've learned tons from them. Um, they they really dive into the science, they're the pioneers of breath holding. One th- thing that's different though, breath holders slow their bodies down. They control their heart rates. They get to a super calm state before they take the plunge and the dive down and hold, do these extreme breath holds. Surfers don't have that luxury. You're gonna be forced to hold your breath with a high heart rate, tired muscles, and peaked adrenaline. So we simulate that at home and it's called uh, stressed breath holding. You could also call it surf-specific breath holding um, for that reason. So it's pretty, pretty simple. You get your muscles tired. You do a workout. Um, you get your heart rate up. By doing a workout, and you can add adrenaline by holding your breath on an exhale. Because when you hold your breath on an exhale, blow out all your air, your nervous system instantly starts putting off these alarms. So it because it, it knows it's in danger, right? And that will spike adrenaline very, very fast. So you fill your body with those things, and then you do a breath hold. So, with those things, cool thing about doing this from the safety of, of your own home is you can, and we teach this, I call it the three alarms. It, so, the first thing you do with stress breath holding is become familiar with the sensations of a long breath hold. And the three alarms goes like this. There's alarms that your body gives you as you're going through a breath hold. Number one is, um. Um, mental. So, mental. You're, you'll so first at first, if a start a breath hold, you're not gonna feel anything. You'll be comfortable. You'll be fine. Then it'll be a little bit of mental. You'll start thinking, be like, okay, starting to feel different. Sensations are changing. Second one is physical. You'll feel like tightness in your chest. You can get diaphragm contractions. Tightness in your neck. So, you things are gonna start changing in your body, you're, like the what you feel going on inside you. The third one, the final one, is emotional alarms. That's fear, that's panic. When that comes, your breath hold is basically over. The important thing, what I mean by familiarity is when you become familiar with these sensations, you can push them a lot farther. And so when you get your physical alarms going off, maybe contractions, maybe tightness in the chest, you can still hold on and know that that only happens at about halfway um, through your total breath hold time. So when you feel those physical alarms come, you know you still got 50% of your breath hold left. So that eliminates, doesn't eliminate, it pushes back the emotional alarms. So the emotional alarms get farther. So the goal of stress breath hold training is to push all the alarms back as far as possible, but also extend the total time. So that's the cool thing. You'll become familiar with the sensations, you'll push them back much farther, but also you'll extend your total stress breath hold time. That's really, really cool because you're doing it from the safety of your home. You're already feeling yourself get stronger. So it gives you a little boost of confidence before you even paddle out. I'll get to that a little more um, later. So that's the first half, stress breath holding. It's uh, Oxygen efficiency is an attribute. So it's your physiology, changing your tolerances to gases, but it's also a technique, how you hold your breath. So you got to um, keep calmness in your face, your neck and your chest. Because if you have tightness in your neck and your chest, it releases adrenaline, slowing down your breath hold, or shortening st- your breath hold. So it's, so it's technique and physiology. Stress breath hold. The second side, um, it it might, I don't want to say more important because you have to have them both. But the longer I do this, years of surf training, working with surfers all over the world, it becomes more apparent every single day how important the mental emotional training breath holding and surfing is so emotional all you got is yourself so the second side to a a stress breath hold is recovering how you recover from it as quickly as possible so i always tell people like this when you're out in the ocean and things get heavy the only things you truly have are your body your mind and your breath and your breath connects them all so it's important to control all those things and you do it by starting with your breath The technique I call that um, does this is emotional intercept because it's intercepting those negative emotions before they come, which is actually nervous system training. It'll look like this. You do a stressed breath hold in your home on the ground, and then you go to recover from it as quickly as possible. Deep, intentional inhales. Calm your face. Calm your breath. Take control. And what it does when you practice this, you can... So your nervous system is like a sliding scale. It's not black and white. It's sympathetic and parasympathetic. So it's like fight or flight, rest and relax. So stress, breath, hold, your fight or flight. You want to get it to rest and relax as quickly as possible. So when you get good at the emotional intercept breathing, you will slide towards um, rest and digest very, very quickly. You won't get there in one breath, but with one breath, you can literally feel the alarms shutting off in your nervous system. So that's what it's meant to do. Practice proper breathing, recovery breaths, which slows down your heart rate, which controls the nervous system, turning off the alarms. And then those things are what control your mental, emotional state. So, so important to have those things. So when you pop up after a long breath hold in the water, automatically do these proper breaths. You're going to be focused on your breath first. First of all, you're going to be thinking negative things, but you're really going to recover super, super quick when that next breath holds coming um, right away. And those things pair together So well, stress, breath holding, familiarity, learning the alarms, and then learning how to shut the alarms off. So, so important. It's really, really, really important to do this stuff at home in repetition, because I always tell people when it gets heavy out there, you're not going to suddenly know what to do. You're not going to rise to the occasion. You will sink to the level of your training. So doing this at home in repetition makes it a subconscious reflex. I define breath training as this. So breathing is both conscious, so you can control it, and it's also subconscious, meaning it happens without you thinking about it. So breath training is bringing it into the conscious. Fixing it, making it better, making it stronger. But the most important part is you have to put it back away into the subconscious. So when the, you are out there, you don't have to think about what to do. It just happens as a reflex because it becomes who you are. Because if you have to think about what you need to do next, it's gonna—it's already too late because you only have moments out there. So like, like we mentioned, the ocean is a powerful beast. Um, so you got to be your best. It has to be who you are. That's what I mean. So it becomes like a habit, a simple as as routine as brushing your teeth, right? You never have to think about brushing your teeth, doing optimal breathing. um, When it becomes as normal as brushing your own teeth, that's when your confidence goes through the roof. So having these things in place, the foundation of endurance, the stress, breath, hold practice and technique to push your alarms, the emotional intercept to shut those alarms off and recover quickly um, are like that's what you need you have to have those things in order to tackle the best swells handle the wipeouts and catch the best waves and reach your potential as a surfer now building your confidence has two stages when you are doing this kind of training number one so you're doing this all this stuff at home right you're going to feel your limits getting better at home your stress breath hold time is it's actually pretty typical when people learn the proper technique to really double um their breath hold time in as short as a week Inside our Waterman Elite group, we have an achievement award. We call it the One Minute Club. So it's holding your breath under stress for one minute. What we do, get you to do 10 jumping jacks, hold your breath in a plank. So your all your muscles are flexed. And if you can hold your breath for one minute doing that, you get um, you get a t-shirt that says One Minute Club, swells are coming on it. Really, really cool. Really, really elite group. Typically, when people try it for the very first time, they get like 20 seconds around. I'd say it was the average, sometimes even less because... You don't know the technique. All the alarms are going off. It feels really, really scary. When you learn all this stuff, people get to the one minute club pretty fast. So that's like sometimes people are tripling, quadrupling their breath hold time. Their stress breath hold time was great. So that in itself is a boost of confidence. You haven't even went on the ocean yet and your confidence is already up because you're, you know your stress breath hold time is getting up. Your oxygen efficiency there, your emotional control is getting better. The way you solidify your confidence in the ocean is to get out there and feel it. So super important. You get out there, you get get caught inside. Um you get pulled out in a rip. Um you get tossed, you get beat. Um whatever happens to you out there that normally would have ruined your session and put you in a bad spot, when you survive it, you pop back up or like the coolest thing is when you get caught inside and everyone gets washed in and somehow you're still out there having one of those bad what would have been a bad experience and turn it in, and stay in control during that time will solidify your confidence. That's what really really puts it at home. Um important to say that if you want to surf the best swells, this kind of training needs to be, um, habit and routine. So I always say our, 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 um, uh, our training, it's not a training program. Um, it's a lifestyle program So because it's more about habits and routines. It's the little things you can do every day to constantly, to keep yourself strong, but be on a steady growth rate, right? Cause the ocean, even though it looks flat in your town, I guarantee you the ocean's out there doing push-ups. It's going to come to your town and, um, It's going to be strong and if you aren't doing anything while it's away, um, you're not going to be able to hang. So yeah, it's really important to mention that that this kind of stuff is a lifestyle. So if you truly want to reach your potential as a surfer, you really want to surf the best swells and do it safely and honestly have fun while everyone else is sitting on the beach watching. um, It's an incredible place to be. I'll tell you one real quick little story about how it worked for me. So during the pandemic, I've been like, I've been landlocked a bit, quite a bit. Actually, I've been traveling back and forth. Um, I did a how many months? It was months. I think it was four months more than that maybe that I didn't surf. And yeah, and it was one of those rare swells, super heavy. Um, Got held down a lot. I was over with some buddies too so I. some nights I didn't sleep. I surfed seven days straight. Not, not, not didn't sleep, didn't sleep well. Um, Surfed seven days straight. The last day was the peak of the swell. My endurance was there Um, and there's lots lots of people learning to surf. Um, it's a vacation spot kind of and people trying to get up past the break consistently getting caught inside people weren't even making out pass and like for me to be out of the water that much i came back stronger and better because i was really focusing on the training so that's just my point is that um even though big swells are infrequent even though i was landlocked i got out there in the best swell one, one of the best swells of the year and hung with the best of them like literally there's like three, four, five people out the back at any time because it was that heavy. And it's it's cool because that was never possible before, especially when I was first learning breath training and all the stuff because I was trying to get over these fitness barriers. When I would spend time away from the water, I'd come back and I'd get wrecked. This, so this is like, super new, like pioneering kind of stuff where you can have the best surfing um, no matter what your situation. That's super, super exciting. And that's why I just love sharing this stuff so much because it was it's never been available in the history of surfing before. So yeah, now it's available to whoever needs it. So that'll bring me to my final point. So if you, you like this kind of stuff, if you're interested in this kind of training, if you want help getting that next level, you feel stuck, you want to reach your potential as a surfer, you don't know how you've had the scary experience, anything like that. If what I'm saying sounds interesting to you and you really want to apply it in a done for you systematic way, where we would take all the guesswork out. We do it for you. We give you the support. The Waterman elite program is probably for you. Doesn't matter how you got there. Um, if you're busy with work, kids, you're landlocked, you're new to surfing, doesn't matter. It works for anyone. It's the cool thing about paddle training, breath training and functional training is that it works on absolutely everyone. I give the same type of training. A big wave of surfers in Hawaii that I give to people who are just starting out because all these things, you you always have to paddle. You always have to hold your breath. It just comes at different intensities. So you stick with the stellar training. It will carry you through every level of progression, um, no matter who you are, no matter what your situation. So the way to get involved in this program is go to my Instagram, at HydroMind, send me a DM with the word Waterman, and I'll know that you're interested. We'll have a little bit of back and forth asking some questions to see if you're a good fit for our training. If so, You can book a call with me where we do a strategy session. It's for free. We will cover your needs, your goals, give you the best direct path to get to your goals um, with training. And then if it's a good fit, we will offer to have you join our Waterman Elite program. So like I said, if you're interested, go to my Instagram page at HydroMind. Send me, DM me the word, Waterman, and I'll know that you're interested. We'll start the process to give you this training and all the training that I know best in a systematic systematic format done for you. Comes with the support from me. You'll have access to me, Q&A every day, whenever you need, plus my team. Um, and we're growing this thing huge right now. So if you want to get in and be part of the community, um, be part of the, the next wave of surfers who are really, really doing big things, um, this is probably for you. So thanks a lot for listening. The podcast is back, and that was actually fun to do that. I really, really enjoyed uh, spitting on the mic again. Um, I got so much information to share, and I want to give out as much as I can for free because, like I said, this stuff has never, never been a bit available before. The stuff that I'm doing, it's one of a kind, and it's helping tons of people. So I want to make sure Everyone that needs this type of training is getting it. So I'm really, really trying to spread the message. So easiest way for you to help me do that. If you enjoy this kind of content, um, all you got to do is just tell a friend, tell one friend, that's the fee. I'll put this out for free. If you found it, got some value out of it, just share it one person. That's all I ask. So that's it. Kyle Russ, this is the HydroMind podcast. Um, If you want to be an elite waterman, you know what to do. Uh, And we'll talk to you again very soon. Peace.